calling. Uh, yeah, uh, Christina, go ahead and uh, uh, give us a call. We'll start the show till you get back. That's a girl. Okay, go back. It's time for the Hadit.com radio show. Hadit.com radio is an in-depth look at all things VA. If you need help with the VA, log on to Hadit.com. Now, here's your host, Gerald Cook. Yes, welcome, ladies and gentlemen, on this uh, eighth day of April, 2015. Uh, we're here with our co-host, Jay Masser. And uh, uh, today, we're going to uh, talk about the four chaplains, uh, Memorial uh, Foundation, and I don't know how many of you out there are aware of the four chaplains, uh, their story, and uh, uh, we're waiting on Christina. She's uh, She'll be here with us directly. She had another uh, engagement, and she was trying to get back here by uh, 9.30, and evidently she didn't make it, obviously. But she'll be here shortly, I believe, and getting logged in. So, uh, how are you doing today, John? Buddy, I am sitting here waiting, ready to go. Well, uh, all right. Let's let's just uh, go. Let me give people here a little uh, rundown here on the poor chaplains. Uh, There was... uh, in 1943, February the 3rd, 1943, there were four U.S. Army chaplains gave up their life jackets and prayed together when their transport ship, the U.S. A.T. Dorchester, was torpedoed 80 miles south of Greenland, and uh, the chaplains came from different faiths and backgrounds. John P. uh, Washington was a Catholic priest from Kearney, New Jersey. Uh, Rabbi Alexander uh, uh, D. Goody was a native of York, Pennsylvania. Clark B. Uh, Poling was a minister at the Reformed Church in America at the First Reformed Church uh, in New York there. And George L. Fox, a decorated World War I veteran, was a Methodist minister uh, in uh, Vermont, uh, uh, the Four Chaplains Memorial uh, vision is to import the particles of selfless uh, service to humanity without regard to race, creed, ethnic, or religious beliefs. The Poor Chaplains uh, Memorial uh, existed uh, to further the cause of unity 
without uninformity, uh, the uh, by encouraging goodwill and cooperation along with all people, the organization achieves its mission by advocating for uh, and honoring people whose deeds are the legendary <coughs> and the poor chaplains aboard the Dorchester. So, The, uh, it, it looks like that uh, uh, they're going really well here. Uh, the, the story of the four chaplains includes not only the background of the chaplains, their interfaith uh, cooperation, and their selfless sacrifice, but it also includes the members of the close to 700 lives lost that day. The story of the survivors of bravery and uh, uh, of the rescuers and, and those who are inspired even today. Uh, Gerald, they're, they're, they're here. They've made it to the show, buddy. Oh! Uh, <laughs> Well, Christina, how are you doing today? <laughs> I'm fine, thank you. How are you? Uh, okay, I figured you were busy with that other engagement you had. <laughs> no, we made trying. it down. It's actually myself and Captain Lou Cavalieri, our chairman of the board. Oh, oh well. Uh, well, uh, good morning, everyone. It's a pleasure to be on the line here. Well, it's a pleasure to have you. Uh, I was just reading people some background here. And, uh, well, I'll let you folks uh, take over and explain how all this come about with the poor chaplains. Uh, it's a wonderful story, and and it, it uh, you know, it needs to be told. Uh, uh, it seems as though uh, not enough of these type of stories are told, uh, the bravery and the sacrifice that, went on uh, uh, human beings helping other human beings at the risk of their own lives. So, uh, it's a, you know, it's a great thing they've done. Well, I appreciate that. We've, um, we've come a long way in the last three years. I know you were speaking originally to um, David Fox over the years about the foundation and, and where the organization is. We are in Philadelphia. We are located at the Philadelphia Naval Yard, um, and we actually run the actual Navy Chapel um, down here at the yard. Now, if the yard is closed down as an active Navy base, we manage the chapel itself. So for those who visit us, as we receive visitors every day, we have a visitor here actually right now, and uh, Michelle Noffy, who works with us, is currently giving a tour and he is from South Carolina. So we do get visitors um, all throughout the year here into the building. Um, we ask everybody and invite everybody to come, come visit us in, if you're in the Philadelphia area. Um, so we have a lot going on down here in Philadelphia. Um, primarily, I mean, people, you know, I, I'm gathering that are listening to your show know the story. You were telling a great rendition of it as I logged in this morning. Um, so... 
you know, we're based off of the four Army chaplains who gave their life best in World War II. Our building here has the five bronze plaques that list the 672 members who died that evening um, when the ship was torpedoed. So for those 672, our building represents their cemetery. So we get their families who come in all throughout the year as well to visit. Um, and we're run strictly by donations. So we don't have an admission fee to come into the to the chapel in the museum area, and um, but we do ask for a donation uh, while you're here and, and future support. So that's how we are sustaining ourselves um, as much as we possibly can by individual donors. So it's people like yourselves who call us and say, you know what, I want to tell the story, and are you willing to tell it? And that's what's keeping us um, moving forward um, into the future. Well, uh, for those that are not aware of what actually transpired uh, with the four chaplains, uh, uh, could you run through that for us again so we can, uh, you know, those that, there's a lot out there that's not aware, uh, you know, or, you know, it's far back in history for some people. And, and, I'm sorry, uh, I had to try and get the other line. Um, Picked up, it comes through my phone, unfortunately. So the chapel is based um, off of the four Army chaplains who were aboard the USAT Dorchester in World War II. It was on a um, trek to uh, Greenland with a fleet of Coast Guard cutters that were along with it. It was torpedoed um, the morning of February 3, 1943. It sunk within 12 minutes. There was 902 members aboard the ship. 230 of them survived. 672 perished that evening. The four Army chaplains stood at the deck of the ship, took their life vests off, gave them to the next four um, individuals in line, and then they locked arms on the deck of the ship, prayed in their respective religions, and then perished with the ship. Their families um, got together to commemorate that ultimate sacrifice of selfless service and, um, and started the organization. Um, in 1948, we had a postage stamp that was designed and dedicated, and um, President Harry Truman was a big part of that. And then President Truman dedicated our building in 1951 at the Temple University, Baptist Temple. We left there in um, the late 80s, early 90s, and we moved out to Valley Forge area for a little while, and now we have been down here at the Philadelphia Navy Yard since 2001. Now, we have approximately 215 accounts of the 230 survivors of the story. So we know the story and how the sinking happened um, through the history and um, video that we have and um, handwritten stories and accounts from the survivors or the families. And we do have currently one survivor that we are aware of. Um, he currently lives in the Michigan area. And we just lost the survivor about a month and a half ago. Um, Captain Lou and I went to the funeral services um, here in New Jersey. So, I mean, it's been a, a great um, organization to be a part of. I'm very blessed to be here. Um, we're very dedicated to see the organization revive itself. We have the two components to the program, which is our um, Legion of Honor program, which recognizes ordinary people for doing extraordinary things. We are nationwide, including Luxembourg, and we're working with France and Korea now to develop Legion of Honor programs in those respective countries. 
Um, and then we have our scholarship program, and our scholarship program is for grades 5th through 12th. And it's based off of an essay topic, but it can be um, either YouTube art or essay written. And they come out in October, and the deadline is always the end of February, and we're working right now very diligently to um, come up with the winners for this year. We had an overwhelming response to this year's um, contest, and we're still getting through all of the uh, submissions, but we're hoping to have that done you know, by the end of the week um, completely and have our winners acknowledged. Um, so I, you know, we, we, Captain Lou and I have been involved. Um, I've been on board three years. Um, Captain Lou has been um, with the organization but had stepped away for a little while and came back as the chairman of the board about a year and a half, two years ago. And we've been working very diligently traveling the country and um, trying to revive the organization and keep it alive. Well, it sounds to me like, uh, Christina, you guys are doing a, a, a fantastic job there. Uh, Thank you. We're trying. Uh, how do you see your program growing? I mean, you know, if if, if an organization's not growing, then it's it's uh, it, it's shrinking, you know. So, uh, how how does it look in the future for you? Yeah, uh, Mr. Cook, uh, this is Lou Cavalieri speaking here. Uh, the organization is growing, and you're right. As long as we concentrate on our program the organization will grow. So we concentrate on our Legion of Honor program, where we recognize, as Christine said, ordinary people who are doing extraordinary things all over the country. And we also are growing our scholarship program. We had, an, as she said, we had an overwhelming response this year. We've had so many entries that it's taken us longer than we expected to get through them all. So the program is, is growing. Uh, my, my background in business after I retired from the Navy uh, was uh, uh, in corporations, uh, and I am handling the financial end here because that's the the thing that I find interesting at the Chapel of Four Chaplains here is that while our program is growing and while we're doing more Legion of Honors than ever, while we're recognizing more kids with scholarships than ever, the program money that results from all of these contributions that we rel rely on were very slow and not indicative of the organization's reach throughout the country. So we've started to work on that, and I think we've connected with a lot of good people, uh, organizations like the American Legion, uh, the Veterans of Foreign Wars, the Marine Corps League, the Navy League, uh, and in some cases even the, the Maritime Industry, Propeller Club, that kind of stuff, have been big supporters of the chapel, and we're, and we're growing that as well. So not only are we growing our program, but we're also growing our financial base. Uh, it's not very easy for a nonprofit to survive in this day and age. The chapel has been around since 1951. We had, uh, since Christine's been here and since I've been here, we've had to dust it off and revitalize the program in order uh, to make it more viable for the future. So we look toward a future that is very bright. And I say that because uh, we are uh, touching base with a lot of interesting uh, people throughout the country and throughout the world uh, there's a lot of good things going on in this country that uh, we wouldn't hear about that we want to recognize. Uh, we want to give the pat on the, bat to the back to the people who are doing all of this good uh, volunteer work throughout the country, and in some cases we honor those who actually do a selfless 
act uh, like the four chaplains did, and they do save somebody from a, uh, a lake or from an incident involving a catastrophe. We just had one. Uh, if you recall, about a year ago, there was a, a ferry boat disaster in the Philippines. Not in the Philippines, in Korea, I'm sorry. And the name of that ferry boat was the Sewell, and it capsized, and there were 300, over 300 high school students on there, and almost all of them died. 75 survived. It was a four-chaplains incident because when the ship capsized, uh, there was total chaos on the ship, and the only way that the 75 would survive get off the ship were through the results of one deckhand, who was a 22-year-old young lady, and one of their high school teachers, who was also another 22-year-old Korean lady. And they not only gave up their life jackets, but they also directed the kids who survived out of there. And as a result, uh, we gave them our... Uh, uh, our gold medallion. So uh, those are the kinds of things that we're connecting with. Uh, we are slowly improving our financial uh, basis, but we need uh, to do better work on that, and that's where our emphasis is now uh, on trying to get more people. Like you said, the more of the program that we do, the more people are going to know about us. That certainly has happened. Uh, a, a very good example that is indicative of that is that we have grown our Facebook page from 300 likes a year ago to over 1,000 today. So those are some of the things we're, we're trying to do, but I want to emphasize that uh, the problem here that I see as a business person is that the financials are not keeping up with the program, and that's what we're working on now to bring in the financial support. So not only can we continue this great program that we have here, but we want it to grow. We want to do more veteran outreach, uh, particularly with uh, – uh, PTSD with the VA hospital and with the veteran of foreign wars, and we haven't been able to do that because of lack of funding. Is uh, that what enough? about uh, <laughs> government grant? Have you applied for grants? Uh, there's a lot of foundations out there that uh, I would think would would be a, a good avenue for uh, additional funding. Well, we, that is one of the, um, the charges that I am working on for 2015 is grant and foundation monies um, for the organization. The, um, the one main issue that we run up, up against right now is the deficit that we've had for several um, previous years, and we're trying to come out of that. So we are focused on um, grant writing for this year. Um, it is the primary focus because we have such great people like yourselves who continue to, you know, donate to the organization to continue telling the story and be able to keep that community involvement, that selfless service um, right in the forefront of people's minds um, to constantly be thinking about giving back um, to your communities, to your state, to your country. Um, so that is something that we are looking at. If you have a foundation or you know of a foundation or corporation that you know, may be able to support us, who may have an interest in, in what we're doing and what we're trying to do, um, by all means, reach out to me, let me know about them, and we can get in touch with them and see uh, what we can do. I mean, it's definitely, you know, it takes an army to run an organization. And, you know, fortunately, I have great supporters across this country um, that I have met in the last three years that really do believe in what the organization stands for and the, the selfless sacrifice that the four chaplains gave. Um, so that's, you know, it's a great time when people call me and say, you know, I, I think you're doing great work, and I'm, I'm so glad that you're still in existence. I'm so glad you're still there. Um, what can we do to help? 
So that's what keeps us going. Um, but we would really like to grow the program even more and, um, and ensure that, you know, we'll be around for the next 70 generations. So if you have somebody that we can reach out to, I'd be more than happy um, to reach out to them and see what we can do. Now, uh, there was a special Congressional Medal of Valor issued uh, to these uh, four chaplains. Uh, isn't that correct? Yes, there was. Um, there was. It was called the Medal of Valor, and it was issued to the four family members um, of the four chaplains, and three of the family members still have their medallions. Um, I have been... I'm blessed to be able to see them from the Fox family. Um, but the one, uh, Father Washington's medal, is in uh, Fort Jackson in South Carolina, in one of the um, um, locations down there. And um, it was donated by the family, um, by a family member down there on, you know, I guess loan from the family. But they all do have um, their medallions, the family members. And... Um, many people have asked us, even in the last year, um, where, um, you know, can we, you know, where are we with possibly getting them the Congressional Medal of Honor? Since so many World War II veterans are now being um, bestowed that honor um, nowadays. And it is something that the Foundation is looking at. Um, it is something that a few of our board members have been very diligent in trying to find out whether or not we can get that awarded for them. Um, it is something that we're working with all four families with. I mean, we're, we're very blessed to have all four families involved with the foundation now, um, bringing everybody back. And um, we're hoping that um, as we move forward, um, you know, we'll be able to do more and more for people um, moving forward and, and growing the Legion of Honor, recognizing, you know, just... You know, as we state, I mean, it's a tag we use all the time, is recognizing those ordinary people that are just going above and beyond their day-to-day -day lives to continually give back. Um, so, yes, the medal was issued in 1962, I believe it was, and um, we do have a replica here in the chapel, but the family members do have them. Well, that's, uh, that's wonderful they, uh, that the government at least recognized in their Congress. Uh, and uh, uh, they may, uh, you're right, uh, they may go ahead and teach you uh, Medal of Honor uh, to them. Uh, that would be great if they did, because in my opinion, they certainly deserve them. Uh, but uh, there's other ways, and in, in, instead of funds, uh, someone may not have funds, but they have time they can uh, volunteer. Uh, uh, that's acceptable too, isn't it? Uh, you know, that's a very uh, good comment there, Gerald. As a matter of fact, uh, since Christine and I have been here, we've gotten uh, families of survivors more involved. Mm -hmm. And they have been giving us some great uh, volunteer help and support. So, yes, you can do that. Uh, the other thing I wanted to point out to you as far as the uh, as far as our financial status goes, uh, we are primarily being supported right now by all small donors, people that send in checks in here, uh, the majority of which are hundred dollars or less. We even get some envelopes with two dollars or a dollar in cash in them. Uh, so we're getting lots of uh, response 
from small donors, and that's what's keeping us going right now. The interesting thing is that we have about 15,000 people on our mailing list, but we hear from only a very small percentage. So if there are people who are listening to this program who get mailings from us, uh, please read them. Another one just went out uh, earlier this week uh, to all over the country. And if you read these mailings, we update you on what we're doing with the chapel. We update you on our whole program, the Legion of Honor and the scholarship program and where we are with that. We include lots of pictures. And then we ask uh, for people to renew their memberships. If we got a 2% return of envelopes on those 15000 uh, we would be in very good financial state here. But instead, we only get about three or 400 And that's uh, very disappointing but we realize that we're, uh, we have an older organization here. We're dusting it off. We're revitalizing it. And uh, we are inviting people to join us uh, as, we, uh, as we renew the organization and move toward what we feel we have as a very bright future. But to add to that, um, in answer to your question, yes, we do have several volunteers that will help us um, from around the country, people that are promoting the organization, people are promoting the program, um, individuals that are helping us get the scholarship program in the local schools since we've revived that um, two, school, year, two um, school years ago. Um, so we do have volunteers consistently. We have um, people that will come down to the chapel They'll help us maybe do some filing. Um, we're, we, you know, we're trying to get some more space to have data entry people um, working with us. So yes, we do have volunteers that give time, um, and we do appreciate that because those, you know, having only two people here on staff um, on a daily basis, you can only imagine the amount of work that we have to do um, consistently, and it and it does flow much better when we have volunteers helping us out. So. You know, we have um, you know regional directors um, throughout the throughout the country. We have state chaplains. So, if there's any chaplains that are um, listening to the show that would like to get involved with the organization, and what they do is we may get a call from Minnesota that says, you know, we're conducting a four chaplain ceremony or we're conducting a four chaplains memorial service. Do you have someone from the foundation that can attend? we will reach out to the regional directors or state chaplains that we have um, on board with us and say, you know, are you able to make this event? And if so, we will send information to them, make sure they have the most up-to-date um, information about the organization, brochures, different things, so that they can go out and um, present um, the organization and, and be that person that represents the organization if we can't be there. Um, Captain Lou and I have spent uh, most of 2014 traveling the country. So if you called and asked us to come, if we can make it there and we've gotten a sponsor to support my travel, um, we'll, we'll be there. Um, and we have speaking engagements going into 2016 of different events that we're attending, conventions that we'll be at this year, um, different prayer breakfasts, different things like that. If, if we can get there, um, we're there. We'll be there. And we do rent the building here. So we have several weddings that are planned right now. We have a wedding coming up next week. Um, so, you know, we'll rent the building as well, which is, um, does help with the operational um, cost of the building and, and maintaining it. So there are so many different ways that people can get involved within the organization. Well, it sounds to me like you do have a plan that's in the process. So, uh, 
I tell you, uh, I know the members there that had it, the ones that uh, can will certainly uh, help out any way they can. Uh, and we have 13,000 members. Uh, so uh, it's uh, maybe they can volunteer. Uh, some, you know, uh, you're talking about some, some poor veterans. <laughs> but uh, uh they're most of the time they're only uh, too willing to uh, assess financially or or with time. You know, they can call up and say, "How can I help?" Right, exactly. And people can. I mean, our phone number here at the building is two one five two one eight one nine four three. Um, you can visit our website, which is www.fourchaplains.org. We're on Facebook. We're on Twitter. We're on Pinterest. Um, we have a wide um, view of social media that we're doing. Um, our website is pretty up-to-date at this point in time. We've been working on it very hard um, over the last several weeks to bring it up-to-date and kind of put a lot of different things on it. So even if you're not on Facebook and you go to our website, you'll be able to view um, the scroll of what's going on on our Facebook page through our website. So we have that on there. We have a small video clip about the foundation on the front page of our website. We have um, a clip from the Korean ceremony that we had here at the building um, recently on our Facebook or on our website. So there are um, several ways for you to learn more about what we're doing. Um, it just so happens that Facebook is our most um, up-to-date daily. Um, as I maintain it through my cellular phone. <laughs> so, um, you know, different events that we're at consistently, we're always posting things that we're doing, um, you know, where, where we're going next, what's happening. Um, so those are the great things that we're doing. And we have a small fundraiser coming up um, May 14th. It's called our Spring Networking Social. It's two hours on May 14th at um, 5.30 to 7.30 here at the Philadelphia Navy Yard. And that's a nice kind of networking event for business people who want to get involved in the organization and want to learn a little bit more about what we do here at the yard, get to see the building um, after work so we keep it open. And it's a nice way to see um, some people that are involved with us and, and network your community here at the Navy Yard. So if any of your listeners are in the Philadelphia area and can make it down, um, they can give us a call and, and we can let them know how they can um, attend and put them on the list. So, yes, it's a, it's a great way of what we're doing moving forward. Um, little kind of friend raisers, little bits and pieces of fundraising events. We do have our annual February 3rd um, awards banquet that we have, and that's regrowing as well. Um, for a couple of years we had a very small event, um, board members, board members' friends, and last year, well, this past February, um, we had 160 um, attendees to the event, and we were sold out um, above and beyond what I think the catering hall would have liked. But we were able to fit everyone in, and everybody was pleased. Um, but, I mean, it's it's what we're doing. It, it's putting a new um, perspective on, on what we do and keeping the legacy of the four chaplains and, you know, what they did in the forefront of people's minds and, and renewing that. Um, from people, especially in today's world, um, is keeping that, you know, commitment to your community and, and to others um, prevalent in your minds, you know, putting the four chaplains right there with it, um, it helps. And, and we are truly interfaith. We, we have all different interfaith um, events that happen here. 
Um, we have a wide array of religions and, and ethnicities on our board. So, I mean, we do um, recognize and encompass everyone. Um, so nobody is turned away. We, you know, we have several visitors that come in from all walks of life, and and we enjoy it. I mean, it's it's great to have people come visit the Memorial Foundation and and to really see what we have because um, some of it is just extraordinary. And it's it's great when somebody comes into the building and they'll you know they know a, a surviving family or something and they find the signature of a survivor on one of our documents and then and you know you sit down and you wind up crying with them and reminiscing about that person and you know that's why we exist and without the foundation being here at the chapel at the navy yard this building would not be open so for all the former navy um personnel that were stationed down here it's a blessing for them they'll they'll come in as a you know, going down uh, memory lane, and here they come into the chapel and they find us. So it's a it's a great addition to you know keeping the memory of the yard alive, um, keeping the the navy personnel that were here, um, a building that they remember so prominently, um, and having the foundation here. So it's people like yourselves, though, that call us and say, you know what, I haven't you know heard anything about the organization in years. How can I get involved, or you know, how can we keep the story alive? It's that's what's taking. Um, to do it. And the American Legion magazine, we had an article in the February edition that was a true blessing. I mean, we were very honored to have them come down and do the um, interview with myself and Captain Lou. And it was a four-page article. It's an amazing piece. We're very proud of it. Um, you know, we've recognized our past. We're, we're moving forward in our future. And, you know, we're hoping to continue to move forward. I mean, we're, we're, we're blessed to be here and, and blessed to be able to do what we do every day. Well, that's wonderful work you're doing there, uh, Christina. Uh, have you tried have any of the major news networks uh, uh, tried to work with you at all, uh, like put a few good words out for you? We that's something that we're continually working on. Um, you know, being as a lot of them indicate, you know, we're a, we're based off of a World War II event. We're really working more with like veteran media, um, like yourself, people that are really um, focused on veteran and on veterans' audience um, to help us build. But we do have several connections with our local media that we are following through on and trying to figure out you know, how we can move forward with all the social media. We have some, you know, movie producers that would love nothing more than to, than to produce a movie about the four chaplains. That's, um, that's kind of a conversation that we're having now is this, do we want to want to get involved in that type of project and, um, and how would we do that? So there are several projects that we would love to get involved in um, financially. We just can't afford to do them yet, um, although we would love to um, every day. Um, really um, trying to become sustainable um, on a daily basis is, is a struggle right now. And as we move forward, we'll do that. And the media has been unresponsive to a degree for us. That's one of the reasons why we're so um, active on our social media. And we're constantly on the Twitter side, constantly, you know, tagging as they're taglining, however they um, say that, um, different um, you know, publicity people, different media people to get involved. And Captain Lou and I were at an event this morning where one of our local councilmen, um, when I went over to say hi to him, he's like, oh, you have an event coming up, I'm going to be there. Those are the things that, you know, when if, if they attend, it, you know, it brings the media with them. So that's what we're hoping to regrow on as well. 
it sounds like like to me you're doing a pretty good job. Uh, John uh, Jay Basser, there, he's our co-host. Uh, John, have have uh, you got any questions for him? No, I don't lie yet. Still enjoying the show. Um, fortunately, I've actually been to Philadelphia. I was stationed there in service, and I think I've been to that chapel that they're talking about. So I just appreciate what they do and keep up the good work. And yes, those guys do deserve the Medal of Honor. And I wonder if you guys have anybody in D.C. that's uh, trying to work with you. Well, we do. I want to say, you know, thank you for your service as well. Um, yes, the chapel is still here. I'm sure you've been here at some point. The building itself was built in 1942. Um, so if you're ever back in Philadelphia, by all means, please stop by and see us again. Um, as far as the Washington thing, yes, we do. Um, we have several um, individuals and constituents in the Washington area um, at the houses um, to really work with us and see what we can do. And we have a team on the board that is strictly working on that particular process. So we are connected with the um, chaplaincy schools for the Army and Navy as well. So, you know, different, um, you know, it, it takes an Army to put together something of this, uh, this caliber to get this approved. Um, so it's trying to figure out who the right people are. But we do have a team and we do have several contacts in Washington that we are working with to um, ensure that, you know, we put our best foot forward when we go to present it. Good deal. Good deal. And then, you know, in 2018, it will be our 75th anniversary of the sinking, and one of the other projects that we're working on is trying to get the um, stamp, the 1948 stamp, either reissued um, or slightly redesigned to have a 75th um, anniversary edition stamp out um, from the Stamp Commission. So we're you know, initially was turned down about it, and, and we're currently working to um, with a bunch of different people from the Stamp Commission and, and other affiliates to try and get that approved as well. So our hope is that the 2018 year, um, you know, by the time we get to the 75th anniversary, we will truly be um, revived, sustainable, standing on our own, um, and really have that rebirth for the organization. I mean, that is my hope. Um, I pray that it happens before then, um, as I feel like 2015 is, it will be a great year for us. But um, the 75th anniversary is huge, and it's something we're already um, starting to plan out and, and what we plan to do and different projects that we plan to kind of incorporate and have going um, full-blown before that anniversary hits. So hopefully, you know, all of you will be able to make it to Philadelphia in 2018 for our anniversary, and, and, and we're hoping it's the biggest one we've ever had. Um, another question. Has there been any media press or anything like that that's been involved with the project, like, for example, has there been any documentaries on it or anything that's actually filmed on a certain, on, on either cable networks? Has anything has it ever been made uh, in order to show that, to show the uh, four chaplains, or is that something that has uh, never been done? Actually, there is a movie out. Hallmark did it um, several years ago called Sacrifice at Sea. Um, you can purchase it on Amazon or YouTube or um, something like that. It is a really nice movie. Um, every time I watch it, I cry. It's about 48 minutes long. It was done through Hallmark. It's normally played on the Hallmark Channel or History Channel um, during the February month of our anniversary. There's also Hallmark Spirit Clip put out a spirit clip about two and a half minutes long um, almost three years ago this summer when I first came on board. They asked to come in and do that. 
and they did. So that's on um, online as well. And that's about two and a half minutes long, so it really kind of just tells the story in a snippet um, of what we're doing. So there are, as I stated, t- talks about possibly doing a movie. Several people have come to us about it, um, and now we have a producer that is talking with our board and our and our chairman about um, the possibility of that and what are our um, what do we need to do to make that happen. But we've had that request more times than none to do that. Um, we've asked Hallmark. You know, we're hoping that Hallmark will resubmit out um, a new you know, set of the Sacrifice at Sea. You can purchase it anywhere um, on Amazon or such, but um, we're hoping that they'll release a set for us to do, um, you know, and to be able to give out or or have. Um, But we do take it. I have it um, on laptop and and on DVD. So we will take it to certain events that we do or speaking engagements that we do. Um, We'll take it with us and we'll we'll show it. Nine times out of ten I will show the snippet, um, the spirit clip, First, especially in a meeting with somebody who doesn't know anything about us, it's a nice depiction. It's got a great um, video to it. It's got great music to it. It really just tells the story in a very small way, um, kind of leading into what we would normally do. So there are things out there. We have memorabilia here. Um, we get contacts daily for our Legion of Honor pin, which is a um, the Star of David with a um, crucifix in the middle. So that's widely known. We have a four-chaplain pewter pin. We have a challenge coin um, that we have now. So, And all of that's on our website in our memorabilia form that they can purchase photos of the four chaplains, um, posters, license plates, different things that we have um, that we've been fortunate enough that people really support us with it, and they'll call us just for that. Or we have people that will stop in the building just to get that. Um, it's it's very well known, and and we're attending the Marine Corps League convention this year. We'll be at the American Legion convention this year. Um, so there's lots of different places that we'll be as well. And our website now has a calendar that we've just brought up, and we're going to start putting into that calendar the different events that we will be attending. So if people would like to learn more about us or or meet Captain Lou and myself or other board members that would be traveling with us, um, you'll you'll really know where we are and what we're doing. I know there's some producers out there in, in the in the in the country that do actually. They're they're based on to try to do faith faith based movies, and uh, that's really a good movie scenario for families and things like that to watch. You know because there's not a lot of junk inside their the, you know what they produce. So I figured somebody would contact you guys from one of those organizations like that to probably be a lot better off and they would get it in the right place if you understand what I mean. Absolutely, and we do have a gentleman that's putting together a chaplaincy movie um, about chaplains around the country, and part of that does include the four chaplains. So we are working with him now on making sure that the story that is told within his movie um, is told well and how we want the story to be you know, depicted and make sure that they get the story right. Because what we've noticed or what I've noticed over the three years I've been here is there's, you know, it, it's a it's a countrywide story. It's it's not a Philadelphia yeah. story. Um, everybody knows it, um, and and it, especially if you're a veteran, some people don't know anything about the Fort Chaplain. So that's when we start to tell it. But because we have the depiction and the um, stories from survivors, you know, we're the ones that can tell the story wholeheartedly and um, from truth. So there's so many different stories out there that I've come up against and I've saw and I'm like, wow, I never knew this. And and we go to find it out or, you know, there's a statement made and, and we find out it's not the true story. 
so that's why we always tell everybody, if you really want to know about the four chaplains and you really want to know what we stand for or what they did um, and who they were, reach out to us here at headquarters in Philadelphia. Um, although there are several um, entities across the country, people that have monuments, I mean, there's over 300 monuments across the country depicting the four chaplains. Um, if you want to know what we're doing and how we're continuing their legacy, reach out to us here in Philadelphia at National Headquarters. Mm, okay, well, that makes a, makes a whole boatload of sense, doesn't it? <laughs> <laughs> well, I think it's it's a country story. You know, people know the four chaplains as, you know, their their own families. You know, they, they believe it's a, it's their local story um, when there's entities. Like, I went to an event recently, and when I was introduced, um, they said, oh, I never knew there was a place in, in Philadelphia. And I said, well, where do you think all of the memorabilia that you see here today came from. And they're like, oh, well, it's local, isn't it? And I'm like, no. Um, we, you know, we provide all of that memorabilia for the local entities to put their ceremonies or memorial services on, and a lot of people don't know that. So it's been refreshing for me to travel um, across the country and really get to know our constituency group and let them know who we are. And last year at the Marine Corps League Convention, we ended the convention on Saturday and by Monday, we had a group of people from the convention here in Philadelphia on their way home from, you know, different states. One of them was going to Texas. One, you know, he went from North Carolina to here, um, I'm sorry, West Virginia to here, and then down to um, Florida, and then the other, another group went over to Texas. Um, so, you know, they'll, they'll come visit us, and it makes a world of difference. When you see the building, when you see the memorabilia that we have, um, you really get an appreciation for what they did and what the families are and what we do here to continue that legacy. What's the uh, condition of the Philadelphia Naval Yard? I know they used to have the uh, Naval Yard and they had the uh, shipyard. Are the, is there anything active going on there now or is it all closed? Actually, uh, that's the meeting we were at this morning. There, the Philadelphia Navy Yard is now a business center, so there was approximately 140 businesses that operate mm -hmm. out of the Navy Yard down here. We have about uh, 12,000 employees that are down here at the Navy Yard. We only have three active Navy personnel. We have about 3,300 um, civilian Navy down here at the Yard. There are mm -hmm. um, Ocker Shipyard is down here. It's one of the main um, shipping company or shipbuilding companies um, down here at the Navy Yard. So they are down here building ships as well. Um, we still have the Forrestal down here. No, I'm sorry, the Kennedy is still stationed down here at the Yard. So it's a, it's a very active base um, down here, although it's not a naval base. You know, if you're from the Philadelphia area or you were ever up here at the base, you know, it's always been called the base. Um, but now they, they have redesigned the branding to say the Navy Yard, and, um, and it's full-blown. I mean, there's a lot happening down here consistently. So when you come down here, since you probably haven't been here in many, many years, um, you would not believe what it looks like now. Right. When was the last time oh, you I were can, here? I was there, let's see, I was on the board the Biddle last time I was there when we were in uh, Dry Dock. And uh, I remember looking out of the Dry Dock over to the, uh, uh, I guess there's a, uh, used to be a mothball fleet there. And the biggest thing I can remember when I actually saw that I saw was the old World War II aircraft carrier that they built at the end of World War II called the Shangri-La. Mm -hmm. I remember it used to sit there, and they had some older ships and stuff. But I'm sure those have done been long done away with. But uh, it's been, my goodness, probably 
89 or 90 the last time I was there. Okay, good. And you were That's on the middle. Several years. The DDG, if I, if I recall? Middle was CG-34. Oh, that one. Okay, CG-34. Yeah. So you were on a good-sized ship. Well, so now, yeah, well, uh, they call them good stuff. Right, I know. When, uh, I mean, they're, they're really just slightly larger than a destroyer, the new, the cru- new cruises. Right. But uh, yeah. you're, uh, when you were here, it was still an active Navy base with a Navy right. shipyard. That Navy shipyard mm-hmm. is closed, and like Christine said, it's now an area for businesses, the Philadelphia Industrial Development uh, Center. Mm-hmm. And there's over uh, almost 12,000 people working here now. Good. And as she said, 140 businesses, you mm-hmm. said, Christine? And, and this is an amazing thing because I was here in 95 when we closed the place down. And it was a ghost town after we left. The only thing yeah. that still remains here, other than uh, uh, Naval Ships Engineering Center, is the inactive ship center. All those mothball yeah. ships that you saw are still here. Of course, many of them have changed. The, uh, is the Shangri-La still there? Carrier that you saw, the Shangri-La, is long since gone. But we have the yep. Kennedy here now, but that's getting ready to be scrapped as well. So these and ships are been rotating in and out. Will they scrap that ship in Philly or they take down the Mobile? Uh, what, the uh, the Kennedy? The Kennedy, yeah. Kennedy, uh, what they've been doing with aircraft carriers is they take them out to sea and they sink them. And they use them as reefs yeah, out there for fishing. Yeah. And, and that's that's from what I understand where the Kennedy is going. But if you came here, and I hope you do, to see uh, the base here looks better now than when the Navy and the Marines were here. Uh, it, it's just a very historical place where they've renovated all the old buildings. We have the likes of uh, uh, bankers in here. We have Smith Klein, the big a drug company in here now. We have uh, Urban Outfitters, world headquarters here. We have Tasty Cakes. Okay. The shipyard you mentioned, Acre Shipyard, or the one that Christine mentioned, is one of the two shipyards in the country that's building Jones Act ships for the American merchant. Okay. Good deal. Good deal. I know we kind of, uh, we travel a little bit ourselves, and we just got back. We were down in uh, Mobile last week and went to uh, the the battleship Alabama and the submarine drum and done some other looking around, and we like doing things like that. Now, we, we plan a trip up to the East Coast here probably, I'd say, by the end of next year. If schedules work out okay, because we, we have a lot of different things that can happen in a hurry and change our schedule. So we try to plan as much as we can, but sometimes those plans have to be changed. <laughs> up here, we also so. have in Philadelphia the uh, the Cruiser Olympia from the Spanish-American yep. Civil War. That's still here, believe it or not. And we have the battleship New Jersey across the river in Camden. New Jersey. Is that a museum now, or what is that? The battleship? Yes. The battleship yeah. is a museum. Um, they have so many different events. We were actually just there on Saturday. They did a Vietnam War um, 50th anniversary event where they had reenactors there on the ship. It was a whole day of different events, different Vietnam um, War veterans who spoke, um, and a, PI, a POW um, chair dedication um, that they had done on the ship. Um, there's a gentleman that we we work along with, um, Patrick Hughes, who works on that whole project. So there was a ship dedi- uh, a chair dedicated for um, the POW. It's called the National Chair of Honor Program um, with Rolling Thunder. 
and they did a dedication of one of them on the ship as well. So we were there. There's another um, radio show called the Welcome Home Veterans Show out of Ocean City, New Jersey, who broadcasted live from the ship on Saturday. So he was interviewing a bunch of different um, veterans there as well. So it is an active ship. I mean, they're, I mean, they're they're doing a lot of different things on there. They have a lot of um, school programs. They get students to come in there. Um, I was just talking to the executive director there on Saturday because they they're offering this ship for space when the Pope comes to Philadelphia in September. So they're asking us, do we know anybody's looking for rooms because they they're able to rent the the ship? And I was like, oh, I never even thought of that. So it is they're they're doing a lot of great things over there. Um, we have a uh, their chapel is actually named after Chapel of Four Chaplains. So when you go onto the ship, their chapel says Chapel of Four Chaplains. When you go in there, you see one of our Legion of Honor uh, wards on the wall um, and a dedication um, from our former chairman of the board, um, Dante Mattioni, who unfortunately passed away last year. So, um, you know, it's a great connection between the two entities as well. So, and, that's, and they're the type of partnerships that we're developing all across the country, is really connecting with different ones. Our website now has links the different organizations that we have partnered up with, veterans organizations, links for people to, to learn more, um, like Rolling Thunder will be up there soon, um, to kind of check into different programs that, that are going on around the country that you you know others may be interested in that they may not know about, um, like yourselves. I mean, we'll, we'll definitely be looking at that to add to our website as well um, so people know more about you as well. So there, those are the great partnerships that we're developing um, around the country to really broaden the constituency group and what we do. Good deal. So you folks have had it and you travel around like you, some of you do often, go to Philadelphia and check this place out. You might learn something. <laughs> <laughs> well, you might want to know, uh, I know your interest is in the Vietnam veterans. Uh, the speaker at that event that Christine and I were at this past weekend on the battleship where they dedicated this POW MIA chair, the speaker was Ralph Galati, who was a prisoner of war. He was an Air Force pilot that was shot down in Vietnam, and he was a prisoner of war for 14 months at the Hanoi Hilton. And he gave a wonderful talk. And he is also a recipient of the gold medallion from the Chapel of Four Chaplains. That's great. Yes, he was our recipient at this year's annual banquet, one of them. Um, this year. So, again, you know, those are the types of um, events and different things that we will, um, you know, take the time to do because it's what, you know, what's going to take us into the next level, what's going to connect all of these organizations, the VSOs together um, that really um, will continue not only us moving forward, but all the other entities that work for veterans and really support um, what veterans do and what the four chaplains did. Um, it's a wide story, and we love telling it. Um, we love being a part of different things that really help um, connect everybody together. And, you know, like you just said, you know, people who come down to the Philly, Philly Navy Yard, you might learn something. I find I learn something every single day. Um, you know, I'll get somebody who calls me or somebody who comes into the building and they tell me something new, and I, I find myself researching it to find out, oh, I didn't know that. So it's very interesting. I open an old file box and I'll find something else new. Um, so it, it is. It's a constant learning curve, but we're moving forward. We're very pleased with what we're doing. Um, we'd be even more pleased if we were on, you know, solid financial ground. Um, but, you know, it's things like this that will help get us there. So we're pleased. We're honored to be a part of the program today. 
Um, and if we can do anything else or be a part of another program, by all means, let us know. We've got roughly about four minutes left, so could you give us your website information and contact information so we can get it out there so folks can link over to it and just start looking? Absolutely. Uh, my name's Christine Beatty. I'm the executive director here in Philadelphia. Um, you can reach us. Our phone number is 215-218-1943. Our website is www.4chaplains.org. Our Facebook is the Chapel of Four Chaplains when you're on there. And um, my email address is, or you can reach us at chapel, C-H-A-P-E-L, at 4, F-O-U-R, chaplains, C-H-A-P-L-A-I-N-S dot O-R-G. Uh, John, could we put them a uh, link to them on uh, on uh, hand it there? Uh, I forgot the side already on there, Gerald. I'll have to. I'll go ahead and pose it in the had it link so and okay. put some information about it and pin the topic so they can so it'll pop up everybody can see it. Yeah, that would that's be how we great. can do that. Yeah, that'd be pretty cool. These folks, these fine folks have got a good cause, so we need to we need to help get it out there. Well, absolutely, and uh, uh, I I I think this program certainly needs to carry on, and and uh, hopefully they'll get better support than what they've been getting. Uh, it's not good enough just just to get by. You want to be, uh, you know, be able to do something really meaningful, and, and they're doing things really meaningful, so. Well, they, they give medals. They give medals of honor out for Marines and soldiers that actually dive on grenades to, keep the, to protect their buddies from getting killed. So uh, that's an act of self-sacrifice. And I think this act of self-sacrifice also, also deserves some type of recognition because, you know, the families of these folks, you know, it's I'm sure it's been, you know, tragic, you know, since the war. And, uh, you know, because nobody, you know, they, they'll never see that person again. So, yeah, those folks need... They need to receive the Medal of Honor, and uh, I think that uh, our Congress needs to go ahead and get it get it pushed through. And we're working on that. One of the other projects that we're um, a part of this this coming May second is our local um, VA hospital is being renamed um, after a Corporal um, Michael Crescens, and we'll be a part of that program as well. Um, I'm sorry. Yes, he's a Medal of Honor recipient um, as well. And also Philadelphia is hosting their first Veterans Parade on November 8th here in Philadelphia. And the Chapel of Four Chapels will be a part of that as well. So, you know, like I said, there's great programs. There's great opportunities for us to be involved and to tell the story and to keep the mission alive um, and to connect with all the different veteran groups. I mean, we have a very strong connection with the American Legion and the Marine Corps League. Um, they are two of our largest supporting entities um, individual of individual donations across the country. And um, it's a big part for us. And, you know, those are the type of things that we're constantly going out and finding new ways to continue the mission and continue telling the story. And people like yourself who reached out to me yesterday and said, you know, I haven't heard from anybody. Um, so if, if anybody who's listening on your show receives our mailings, like Captain Lou said, 
or you haven't received anything from us in years, please give us a call. Let us know. We'd love to put you on the list to, to get some information. Um, we're starting an email um, you know, list that we're hoping to start doing uh, monthly newsletters, just little snippets of, of what we're doing throughout the year if you have an email because so many people are on, on social media and, and reading everything through email um, and really trying to save some um, postage costs from the organization because people will get it through email, but they might not read it in the mail. So, you know, if we have an email address for you and you'd like to start receiving stuff from us, we can do that directly through email and, and not have the expended cost of, of um, postage. Um, so, you know, there's different things that we're doing and, and trying to move forward, and we appreciate, you know, all of your help today in um, telling, being able to tell the story and connecting us to your sites. I mean, I've been reading the Had It uh, website since yesterday. So um, great things that you're doing and, and great connections. You might you learn something well there, too. <laughs> you might learn something there, too. Had It is a very big, very big resource for veterans. I mean, we deal a lot more in the VA claims and and issues like that, you know, because we all know the VA, and, uh, you know, the VA is a big organization, and uh, but had it does its best as a grassroots organization, you know, to help veterans get their claims settled because that's what we do, and uh, we like to get the information past strong folks. But on a bad note, today is we're totally out of time. Uh, folks, I want you to go to the Facebook page. I want you to like this organization because that's how the information gets passed because if you like it, your friends will like it, and next thing you know, you've got a tidal wave of information. So with that, Jordan, uh, I want you to take us home. I want you to take us home, okay. buddy. All right. Thanks a lot, Christine. Uh, um, you know, we're really uh, tickled you guys got to come on you and the captain. Uh, hopefully, we'll be able to get you back on uh real soon and uh, keep people updated on, on the progress you're making. Absolutely. So, Thank you. And if any of your readers have a Legion of Honor recipients um, from the past and they want to let us know that they're Legion of Honor families as well, we'd love to hear from you. Um, if you have stories from past um, events that you've been to, by all means, let us know. I mean, there's, those are the great things that we get to retell to, um, to get people reconnected. And it's a story where people say, oh, my goodness, my grandfather was a recipient, or, you know, somebody um, I knew did that or, or something else. I mean, it, it's a great way to reconnect and, and really keep the history of families alive as well. So I'm very blessed. I'm very thankful you guys had us on today. Well, thanks. Thanks a lot. And and uh, you'll be hearing from us. We'll try to get you back on as soon as possible. Fantastic. And with that, this will be Gerald Cook and Jay Masser will be signing off for now. Take care, everyone. You've been listening to the Hadit.com blog talk radio show, sponsored by Hadit.com. All opinions expressed here are the opinions of the individuals appearing on the show and are not the opinions of Hadit.com or blog talk radio. Tune in next time for another edition of Hadit.com blog talk radio and the Ask Masser Show.